Hi there, it's me, Jen, and you're listening to StarCast. Every week on StarCast, you're going to get the astrological insight that you need to navigate your way through life. This means I'm going to tell you where the planets are in the sky and what that means for us. I guess to explain myself more clearly, I'm going to be your translator of the cosmos. I know that might not sound like a real job, but it's one I've been learning to do for a very long time. I've studied evolutionary astrology, shamanic astrology, and now more recently, archetypal astrology. I give readings to people all over the world, as well as I teach people how to become astrologers. But you can find all that out on my website at jenantel.com. Also make sure you follow me on Instagram at jenantelastrology. And yes, my last name is like Ant Hill, but it's without the H. Okay, so what makes my work unique is that I'm a sidereal astrologer. This means that I base my astrological practice on where the planets actually are in the sky. Sidereal astrology accounts for the progression and the movement of our solar system. The planets are not fixed and stagnant beings, but their placement moves and changes over time. Sidereal astrology takes this movement into account. If you've never heard of sidereal astrology before, don't worry, you can watch a quick video about it on my website. Again, jenantel.com. Also, there's going to be many more conversations to come about sidereal astrology, but basically it means I'm different than your average astrologer. Along with giving you weekly planetary forecasts, I'm also going to add in insights and thoughts that have to do with deepening into our emotional and mental health. The planets are constantly supporting us and calling us toward transformation. I want to help you all understand how to best navigate that transformation for your own life. I also have a background in shamanic counseling, and I'm currently getting my master's degree in depth psychology. That sounds kind of fancy, right? So basically me and the emotional world, we go way back. Don't forget to leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. You know how this goes, right? The more reviews you leave, the more people get to listen to StarCast. If you follow the link on my website to leave a review, you're automatically going to receive 100 free journaling prompts to spark your inner transformation. They're going to be sent right to your inbox, like right now. All right, let's get into today's episode. Welcome to another episode of StarCast. Today I'm going to be giving you the astrological forecast for June 17th, 2021 through June 24th, 2021. We have some really potent energies happening this week, my friends. So here we go. The first thing I want to speak about is that we are in the midst of, but don't worry, we are ending our Mercury retrograde this week. Yay! I'm always excited about the endings of Mercury retrogrades. Not to demonize our dear and beloved Mercury retrogrades, but I do find that there is a wave of new energy, new forward movement, new action when the Mercury retrograde ends. So we've been in our Mercury retrograde from May 29th until June 22nd. It's ending. So every Mercury retrograde runs for about three weeks. This Mercury retrograde in sidereal astrology has been in the sign of Taurus. 
So here's what we always know about Mercury retrograde, right? When we're in a Mercury retrograde, we have periods where we need to slow down, reassess, revision, rewind. We need to do that and kind of reassess what's happening. Usually retrograde periods for any planet are times when we want to slow, go inward, you know, reprocess things, reorganize ourselves so that we can move forward after the retrograde is over. So Mercury retrograde already invites us into the stage of dealing with things around communication, around, you know, connection, around technology, but having it be in the sign of Taurus for these last three weeks, we also really want to think about how Mercury retrograde has asked us to refocus the steps that we're taking in our lives, the process that we're in the midst of, right? Taurus is about process and resiliency and staying with it. It's the earth, right? It's like things that we stay with and we're committed to and we keep going even when it's challenging or hard. Aries happens before Taurus, right? So in that Arian cycle, we got all the ideas, we're so creative, we're so energized, and we want to move forward. And then we move into the Taurus cycle, and it's like, wait, how do I really put this into action? What are the steps needed? How do I really manifest this into the physical world? And so that's what this Mercury retrograde is. It's like, hold on, hold on. What steps do I actually need to take to make this physically manifest? So as Mercury moves out of retrograde, right, it's going to be going direct into Taurus, but then it's going to be going very much direct into Gemini. So it is going to be a time of moving forward with logistics, with tasks, with the details of our lives, really planning and really making a plan that sustains our initial vision, that supports our initial vision, that initial creative burst of energy. So we have another planet that is retrograde right now, and that's Pluto. So the outer planets, they go retrograde every five or six months. So most of the outer planets, meaning Saturn, Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto, they go retrograde for about five months every year. So they spend almost half the year retrograde. And Pluto started its retrograde cycle April 27th of 2021, and it's going to stay retrograde until October 6th of 2021. So in sidereal astrology, Pluto is retrograding Capricorn. So already like Pluto retrogrades invoke the question of who has the power, who doesn't, right? Pluto is very much about power and how we use our power, how we wield our power, how we give it away how we take it, how we lord it over others, right? All of the ways that we use our power. This is really a time of asking ourselves, have I been misusing my power? How have I been feeling powerless? And how can I really reclaim my power and become the authority and the leader of my life, right? Pluto and Capricorn is like the crumbling of false authority, right? The crumbling of false structure, the crumbling of false government, a false system, of false financial structures, right? The crumbling of these archaic structures that are in place that actually limit us and don't help us to expand. So that means in all ways, right? That means in our psyche, in our body, in the physical world, in our communities, globally, 
these outer planets, remember, they work very collectively. They work on a huge global level. So this is true for everyone on the planet. And it's also very true for us personally, right? So we're asking questions about power, both very collectively, but also incredibly intimately to who we are. So if there's any ways that you have felt like, man, I can't get out of this situation. Like, I just feel powerless. I feel like it just keeps happening to me. I feel like the victim. I feel like the prey. I feel like, right, somehow I'm something's being done to me. This is a really beautiful opportunity to look at where your power has gone and how you can reclaim it, how you can reharness it, how it's never gone. It's just changed or <laughs> become hidden in some way, right? It's also an opportunity for us to look at how we've internalized structures of harmful patriarchy, right? Because it's in Capricorn, because Capricorn is all about um, authority and a really healthy version of patriarchy in ourselves where we have structure and boundaries and a container. We also want to ask ourselves, are there any unhealthy ways that I have internalized patriarchy where I'm powering over myself, where I'm shaming myself, where I'm blaming myself, where I'm blaming others, where I'm shaming others, right? And again, you might hear me say this a lot, but I emphasize a focus on healing, not because it's like spiritually better or spiritually right, but because when we do engage in healing, usually we can have more relationships that are loving and supportive in our lives. That's really the goal of this healing. And Pluto invites us into the deep realms of alchemy and transformation, right? That's what Pluto is all about. It invokes healing on the deepest level. And it says, in order to be whole, we have to face these issues of power. We have to look them in the eyes and say, what really, really makes me feel my power? How do I really feel connected to the root of my power? Is there trauma? Is there pain? Is, is there something there that's keeping me from kind of sinking into it in my root sacral area of my body? Like, how can my power be rooted in the very center of who I am? How can I feel connected to it? And that's what this Pluto retrograde is, is really about. All right, we are also in sidereal astrology starting a new sun cycle, meaning that the sun on June 15th went into Gemini and it's going to stay in Gemini until July 15th. So we are fully in the month of Gemini now, which means that, you know, in the northern hemisphere, we're like in kind of approaching the heart of summertime here. And Gemini is a very active sign, right? It's kind of busy and connected and social and curious and active and alive. And that is very much kind of the energy of, of summer here. Gemini is a time of allowing your curiosities to grow and to prosper and to be evoked. Gemini is a time of connection and friendship and laughter and talking and communicating, right? Gemini is a time of really just diversifying ourselves and letting our curiosities really be satiated. Like, oh, I've never tried that and I want to try that. Oh, that's new. Oh, that's new. Like, it's letting all the newness come in and really be satiated and really to try new things at this point in the year. So what's the most special about this week is that 
in the northern hemisphere, we're having our summer solstice on June 21st, which is, of course, the longest day of sun in the northern hemisphere. So we have the spring equinox that happens in March, and then we have the second phase, which is the summer solstice, right? So we have this first phase of spring equinox that's really about you know, invoking the new energy, experiencing the new birth. And then we get into summer solstice and it's really about nurturing and tending to that original energy, that original idea, that original creative birth. We're really like sustaining that vision. We're holding it. We're bringing it into the light, right? We're shedding all the light on it. We're, we're bringing hope around it and saying like this vision, it's at its zenith. It's at its peak. Like this is the time of the most light when I can perhaps see things the most clearly. Things are the most conscious. Things have the potential to be brought out from underneath the shadows. And there's this really big culmination energy of like, wow, my vision, my essence, my bigness, it really can have the potential to be seen. So if we look at this in contrast to the winter solstice, right, for us in the Northern Hemisphere that happens in December, we're in the Gemini Sagittarius axis because for us sidereal astrologers, the summer solstice happens when the sun is in Gemini and the winter solstice happens when the sun is in Sagittarius. If we just look at those two axes for a moment, we have this axis that is very much about curiosity and learning and growth almost about during the summer we're expanding we're expanding we're expanding we're expanding we're getting into the light we're growing we're growing we're growing gemini 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 and then in the winter we get into that sagittarius place where we take everything that we've learned and we deeply let it soak and cultivate and grow into wisdom where it seasons inside of us during the dark months and it we become holders of the wisdom holders of the knowledge we become more deeply connected to our own inner guidance and our own inner authority. So that axis is very much what we're a part of during this summer solstice, right? We're in the process of building and building and building and getting bigger and bigger and adding to and adding to and adding to the vision almost till we feel like we might burst. We're so full, like bringing in the energy, bringing in the light, bringing in the vision. So what can also happen during this summer solstice is that sometimes when we're in that Gemini energy, we can feel really overwhelmed or we can feel really scattered or we can feel like there's so many possibilities. So go back to that spring equinox, right? That coming out of winter time, go back to that spring equinox and say, what was my vision here? What was I holding? Let me return to that as my anchor point because there may be new information coming in now. There may be new experiences coming in now. Hopefully, right? Hopefully, we're being informed by the presence of our of our circumstances, of the newness that happens to us on a daily basis. But that spring equinox vision can really, really anchor us. So what was that for you? What was present for you in the springtime? And how has it flourished? How has it birthed itself anew now? How is it being fed? How is it asking for more juice, more light, more energy? more experience, right? You're really feeding this incredibly huge desire and passion and vision. And when we work with the cycles of the year like this, right? 
the spring equinox, the summer solstice, the fall equinox, the winter solstice, we really can allow our lives to be these seeded cycles of dreams and visions and births and deaths. And, and right now is a time of feeding and generativity and bigness and growth and light. I can almost really feel that in my body when I speak to it, like my heart expands, my chest expands. The space outside of my body wants to expand and get big and my breath wants to expand. How can I just be big enough to hold this this vision, to hold all the light that wants to come in, to let go of all the places that I've been holding or trying to control or trying to push or trying to force and just let the light in. Just let the light come in between the cracks and shine and, and do its work. And know that the vision is in the process of growing big. And can I be big enough to grow along with that vision? I hope your solstice is full of growth and light and expansion. And it doesn't mean that we have to demonize the darkness or demonize the hard parts. I'm not about that. (laughs) But I hope that you can feel the bigness of your vision. I hope you can feel the consistency and the rhythm of your vision that keeps kind of beating at your heart, saying, like, I'm still here, I'm still here. There was something birthed back here in the spring. And I want you to to feel it again, to revision it again, to let it become big inside of you again. It's, It's still there. It's still present. So often our visions and our ideas, they come back around, they circle back around in us and they stay present even when we forget about them, even when we get scattered, even when we lose the trail, they circle back around to us when we're ready. And this is a time where we can be ready again to let them grow and expand and get really big inside of us and outside of us. And that about wraps up our weekly forecast. I will see you all next week. Thanks for tuning in today. Don't forget to leave me a review by going to jenantel.com. Once you do, you're going to receive 100 free journaling prompts to spark your radical transformation. Damn, that's cool, right? To book an astrology reading with me, you can go to my website at jenantil.com or find me on Instagram at jen underscore antil underscore astrology. And again, my last name is Antil. It's like anthill, but without an H. You got this. All right. Thanks for listening to StarCast. Until next time.